Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Exodus, chapter 20. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. The children of Israel have been in bondage in Egypt for 400 years, for four centuries. And finally, you know, if you've been with us, finally they cry out to the Lord and the Lord sends them a deliverer. And his name is who, saints? Moses. Very good. And Moses went before God. You know the story. And he said, Pharaoh, God said, let my people go. Moses went before Pharaoh and said, Pharaoh, let my people go. God said, and then finally, Pharaoh was forced to set the people free. We have two and a half million Israelis leaving Egypt, being set free from Egypt, and they are on their way to the land of destiny, the land of destiny, the promised land, the land of Canaan. And while they're traveling, backpacking, remember we talked about that? God had them stop at several campsites along the way till they finally found themselves at the base of Mount Sinai where God is going to give them the law, gives Moses the law or the commandments. Remember, we talked about this not last week, but the week prior. Mount Sinai looks like a big rectangular shaped piece of stone from a distance in the sky. It's huge. It looks much like a pulpit. And isn't that appropriate that God would meet Moses at a mountain that looks much like a pulpit because God is going to preach the most incredible sermon, give the Ten Commandments, which is the most incredible sermon that has ever fallen on the ears of men. Mount Sinai is God's pulpit. And God gives them, are you listening? God gives them, gives Moses the Ten Commandments. Let me tell you what they are not. They are not the Ten Initiatives. They are not the Ten Suggestions. Somebody say amen. Amen. They are the Ten what, saints? commandments, the Ten Commandments. And some people, I point this out because some people feel that God's commandments are obsolete or their initiatives or they are outdated. It was Ted Turner. Listen to this. Ted Turner declared that the Ten Commandments are obsolete. And he said we are living with outdated rules. The rules that we are living under are the Ten Commandments, and I bet, he said, nobody even pays attention to them because they are too old. When Moses went up on the mountain, there was no nuclear weapons. There was no poverty. Today, Ted Turner says, the Ten Commandments won't go over. 
Nobody around likes to be command, commanded. Commandments are out, he said. Now, of course, Ted Turner is wrong. The Ten Commandments, listen, they are not outdated. He couldn't be more wrong. Now, I will say this. He's probably right about this when he says nobody pays attention to them. You understand? Uh, He's probably right about that because as a matter of fact, you know, if you were to take a poll and and I I want to, you know, I want to get a camera and I want to hit the streets of Raleigh and I want to go down to the new area down there where they did the, the new street. What is it called? That one. And, 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 and I want to go down there and I want to just ask people with a camera. I want to say, can you recite one of the Ten Commandments? <laughs> Abba, 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 Abba. I, I want to ask people, and here's the sad thing. I could take that very same camera and come to the church. Things that make you go, hmm. Unfortunately, lots of Christians don't even know what the Ten Commandments are and can't probably recite four of them. That's a sad thing. So what I thought tonight for the sake of clarity and for the sake of knowing that I, as a teacher of the word, have gone through them with you so that you know at least you can recite more than four. Because if somebody asks you Calvary Chapel folks, Can you recite four commandments and you can't recite four? We're going to have to have a talk. (laughs) So let's put the commandments on the screen because I I, I actually I I had them done for you. I'm making it nice and easy. And I'm going to ask you to read them out loud with me and and listen and and don't don't fall off reading because when you ask people to read stuff and it's kind of long, they always tend to fall off right around five or six, and by the time you get to eight or nine, you're like, uh, you deal. You know, I, I need you to read them. Amen. So I need you to read them, read them out loud so that you know, and I know that you have read the Ten Commandments. All right. So the Ten Commandments, commandment number one reads what? You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make yourself a carved image. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Honor your father and your mother. I love that. Let's read it again. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not covet anything of your neighbors. You have all now read the Ten Commandments. Say amen. Amen. That's wonderful. Now I can say... My peeps, know the Ten Commandments, because now you've read them. They are important, and they are not outdated. Now, I hope tonight, listen, to be able to clear up some questions, to be able to clear up some confusion as it relates to the law and the Ten Commandments, and how 
if it does, apply to the Christian today. There is a lot, listen, give me your attention, there is a lot of misunderstanding and confusion as it relates to the law and as it relates to the Ten Commandments. Questions like, aren't we saved by grace and under grace, not the law? Aren't we freed from the law? Are Christians supposed to keep the law? If we keep the law, will that make us legalists? There's a lot of questions as it relates to the law. Listen close. When you talk about the law, this is probably, and I want to say that everything I have to say tonight is important, but this is incredibly important. You must listen. When you talk about the law, you need to understand the law is divided into two components. Two Number one, you have the law of God. You're taking notes, you write that down. You have, number one, the law of God. Secondly, you have the law of Moses. Two components, and they are different. First of all, let's talk about the law of God, the first component. The law of God, listen, is eternal, it's unchanging, and it's binding upon all men at all times. The law of God applies to every man, woman, boy, and girl throughout history for all time. The law of God is the Ten Commandments. And they apply even to us today. In other words, listen, it's still wrong, it always has been wrong, and it's still wrong for a Christian to worship other gods. Amen, saints? It's still wrong for people to make a carved image. It's still wrong to be disrespectful to your parents. It's still wrong to take God's name in vain. It is still wrong for Christians to commit adultery and murder. All of these things, the New Testament is clear that it is wrong. So we are under the obligation of the law of God, but not under condemnation of the law. We're under the obligation of the law. The law of God still applies. The Ten Commandments still applies. If you murder somebody, you go in the jail. It's wrong. You understand so far? That's the law of God. Secondly, we have the law of Moses. The law of Moses, listen, deals with the ceremonial and civil aspects of the nation of Israel. And it is applicable, it is binding to the Jewish people only. The laws of Moses. And you'll find the law of Moses, we'll get to it sometime in chapter 21 of Exodus, chapter 22 chapter 23, all these chapters deal with the law of Moses. You will deal with it in the book of Leviticus when we get to it, if the Lord tarries. So you have the laws of Moses. And when you're studying, listen, when you're studying the law, you absolutely have to make this distinction because if you don't make the distinction between the law of God and the law of Moses, you will find yourself very confused and very legalistic. And you'll be telling people, you better go to church on Saturday. You know what I mean. Or else you, you know, you're not keeping the law. You get very confused because you don't make the distinction between the two. The Bible is very, very clear. We don't have time to look at it tonight because I'm already behind time. 
but in Romans chapter 7, you write that down and you read it in your own time. The Bible is clear about this distinction. In John chapter 7, the Bible's clear about this distinction. In Acts chapter 15, have you been with us on Sunday morning? The Christians remember that, that, that the council gathered together and, and they were wondering what to do with the Christians and whether the Christians should keep the laws of Moses or not. And remember, the council concluded that Christians were not under the law of Moses and they didn't need, they just need to keep three basic things, abstain from adultery and abstain from things strangled and food and, 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 and one other. And, and, but they concluded in that council in Acts chapter 15 that the Christians did not need to keep the law of Moses because Christians were never under the law. Christians were, we're under grace. And that's why you can eat a ham sandwich. (laughs) Say amen, saints. That's why you can eat some bacon. Sausage. It's my preaching voice. Sausage. Because we're under grace. We are not under the law. Now, here's another important distinction, if you're still trekking with me. Here's another important distinction about the law of God and the law of Moses. The law of God was given audibly from Mount Sinai and everyone heard it. The law of Moses was given privately to Moses and Moses was to communicate it to the people of what God said. The law of God was written with the very finger of God on tablets of stone. The law of Moses was dictated from God to Moses and Moses was to put them in writing. The law of God was miraculously preserved in the Ark of the Covenant. The law of Moses was not to be kept in the Ark of the Covenant. Very, very important distinctions. Also, the law of God is unique and distinct in that, listen, the Ten Commandments were given to people who were redeemed people. This is very, very important. They are given to people who had been rescued out of Egypt, and then they were given on, at Mount Sinai the law after they had been rescued out of Egypt. God didn't give them the Ten Commandments while in Egypt and then say, okay, if you obey them, then I'll get you out of Egypt. You understand so far? God didn't do it that way. God called them by his grace. God delivered them by his grace to Mount Sinai. And then God says, now here's what I want you to do. I want you to respond. Here are the Ten Commandments. Here is the law of God. And that's why, listen, saints, and listen carefully, this is why we have to be very careful as we teach uh, the, the Bible. We have to be very careful that, and we make it clear, that we are not made righteous because we are law keepers. We are righteous because of God's grace. Amen, saints? God didn't deliver them from Egypt because of their righteousness. He delivered them based on his grace. There was nothing they could do to be made righteous with God. You see, your righteousness comes through Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross, not in keeping the law. We call that in theological terminology, we call that imputed righteousness. 
The word imputed is an accounting term. If you're an accountant, you know that. It's an accounting term. And it means something that is transferred to your account. Something that is given to you. Something that is taken from one ledger and put in another ledger. We have an imputed righteousness. God gives us his righteousness. It's imputed and put on our account. So we know we don't deserve the Lord's righteousness and we don't serve the Lord to obtain his righteousness. We serve the Lord because we have been made righteous. This is important. We serve God, listen, out of response. We serve him out of response. In other words, he's done this, now we do that. We don't do anything and then God responds to us. This is the, this is the nature and the core and the summation of this word grace. It's something that God does independent of you. You have nothing to do with God's grace. So I'm, like, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And by golly, people like me. <laughs> Not really. I don't like you that much. But you know, I'm good enough. And you are not good enough. What, what were, what were the, 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 the Israelis doing in Egypt when God imputed this righteousness? Worshiping false gods. We'll talk about it in a minute. That's why God said, first commandment, don't have any other gods. I'm getting ahead of myself. You see, the righteousness that we have is given to us, it's imputed to us by grace. So this law that God instituted was never, never intended to make you righteous. The law of God, listen, we talked about this the last time. Let's just hit it real quick. The law of God was never intended to take away your sin, just like a thermometer is not intended to take away your fever. A stop sign or a speed limit sign doesn't stop you from driving faster. It only lets you know you're going fast and you're going too fast and breaking the law. That's what a speed limit sign is there for. A mirror is not intended to take away the smudges on your face. A mirror is intended to identify that there are smudges on your face. The law was never intended to take away the smudges from your life. It is intended to identify that there are smudges in your life. We call that sin. And the law was then intended that you would look at the law as a mirror and say, wow, there are smudges in my life. I need forgiveness. I need cleansing. I need pardon. And so the law was intended as a schoolmaster, as a tutor. The Greek word is pedagogos, as a tutor, a schoolmaster to teach you that you are a sinner and that you need to be cleansed. 
This is what Galatians chapter four, pardon me, verse uh, chapter three, verse 24 says. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. See, listen, the purpose of the law was to teach you that you are on death row. And that we need to be saved and that we need to be cleansed. That's the purpose of the law. Now, there are some people who say, I don't like the law. I don't like it. I don't like rules. Rules are bad. Listen, not all rules are bad. Some rules are good. Say amen, parents. Amen. Amen. I personally like rules. My kids don't like them as much as I do, but I like rules. Rules are not necessarily bad. Rules are not necessarily legalistic. It depends on how you look at them. For example, rules can be good and rules can provide great liberty. For example, I have a legalistic practice, a rule. It's called brushing my teeth. Fellow legalistic people say amen. That's everybody. Should be everybody. (laughs) And and listen, this rule of law of brushing my teeth, I do it, I practice it every day, sometimes more than once a day. Now, is this legalism? No, it's liberty. Is it legalism? No, it's freedom. Is it legalism? No, it's refreshing. To me and to others. Thank you, my sister. I got that written right there. Yeah, sorry. And to others. Listen, after I brush, I no longer have morning breath. I have a freedom around other people. And I'm not blowing them away. Singe my eyebrows. It's like, oh, oh, that ain't right. That's evil. That's, that's evil. Something evil in there, man. You know, but, but there's a freedom there, and I'm refreshed. And once I brush, I am free then to kiss my wife after I brush. Which I don't know about you, but have you, the movies and the TV shows where people wake up and they kiss each other? Uh, 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 uh. I'll be like, ah, <laughs> you need to brush, okay? Don't come near me until you brush. You know, I, I don't understand that. It's like so not real. That cannot be real. You just wake up and turn over. Hey, honey. It's like, oh, you got to back up. <laughs> that ain't right. <laughs> that ain't right. God will forgive you if you brush your teeth. <laughs> No, it's true. So here's my point. All rules are not bad. Amen. Some legalistic practices can be good. But people, you know, we live in a culture today where people don't want to be told anything. They don't want to be commanded anything. 
They don't want to have any rules that they should live by. Did you know, listen to this, according to the U.S. World News Report, listen to this, 76% of Americans believe that God hears their prayer. 77% believe that God has personally acted in their life in a crisis when they prayed. 70% of Americans say that every man has to decide what he thinks is right or wrong. Now listen, how can 77% of Americans believe that God is there and hears them when they pray, and yet the same percentage of people believe that you decide what is right and wrong? It's inconsistent. Listen, if God is who he says he is, listen close, saints, God is self-existent, God is holy, God is separate from man, then God has laws for man to live by. And God's laws are good. And God's laws are right. Well, I don't like it, Rodney. And listen, when you can fling stars into space, (laughs) are you feeling me? When you can put the sun in, just hang it. Then we will care what you think about God's law. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.